Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. I'm Trizzy. And I'm Leah. We are two voices, two views, and two ways to adventure anywhere. And we just spoke with Chantel from The Voyaging Vagabond. And she originally is from the U.S., but now lives with her wife in Portugal. Her focus is body positivity and plus-size traveling, but with the splash of LGBTQIA pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, so no amount of coffee can give me enough energy um, as much as Chantel can. Like, she's so full of love, so full of life, had so much to teach us and preach about getting over that negative self-talk and taking those baby steps to speak nicer with yourself and to treat yourself with the respect that you deserve and being comfortable in your own skin at home or in another country while you're traveling. We asked her, you know, is she more plus size focus or more uh, gay friendly focus mm-hmm. with the travels? And she just basically said, I don't even think about like my wife as, you know, like a, like a thing. Like she mm-hmm. just, her, that's how yep. she is. That's how she's living. She's not living about, um, is the attention on me because holding I'm hands holding with hands woman, with yeah. a woman, but no, that wasn't a thing for her. And I know mm-hmm. the era that we live in, we're in that weird middle point where we saw how people treated the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. but we also see like the, the result of us fighting for our rights, mm-hmm. fighting for yes. the same quality. So I can imagine anybody just having that, that weirdness, like, mm-hmm. why are you staring at me holding hands with my wife? Right. She is like a beacon of light for mm-hmm. all of us, whether you're LGBTQ or not, right? Whether mm-hmm. you're worried about your body or not. I mean, like she mentioned, confidence is a thing for everybody, right? But I do love the confidence she exudes in, in literally everything. Everything. So this episode, I think anyone can resonate with, to be Mm. honest, because we've all felt insecure at some point in our lives. And it's just taking that first step to, you know, treat yourself with kindness. What are we drinking today? Leah, I got myself a a loose leaf art of tea, Earl Grey tea. And I just sprinkled a little bit of uh, lavender buds in there because I wanted to kind of counter the caffeine that Earl Grey black tea usually gives me. So Okay. All right. Yep. And I got my coffee in a Starbucks San Francisco iced coffee mug, but I just made it with my mocha pot. It was like a Trader Joe's French vanilla um, flavored coffee with some simple silk almond milk and a little bit of almond milk cream, vanilla flavored almond creamer. Very, very simple today, but you know what? Iced coffee always hitting the spot. Coffee is coffee. Tea is tea. Yep. And you know, these two fuel us for every yes. episode of Ticket to Anywhere that we create. So we always got to have our our morning fuel. If you find value and enjoy our episodes and special guests that we bring on, please rate and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to get to know your feedback and what you guys want us to talk about. And it helps, um, you know, push our podcast up in the ranks, helps others find us. And, you know, hopefully someone can find, find value in other topics that we speak about. But you know, you can also leave us a review or comment on our Facebook page or YouTube channel if for whatever reason you can't make it to Apple Podcasts. Just search for Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast. You can also now support our work by buying us a coffee 
um, on our website that is linked in the show notes. So please enjoy this episode with Chantel of Voyaging Vagabond. Hey there, it's Trizzy and Leah, your host for the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We created this travel podcast for you, who's just as obsessed with exploring the globe as we are. We each travel a different way and even have different work schedules, but every episode we aim to widen your worldview, inspire you to consider a destination near or far, or learn from others. With us, you can adventure from anywhere. Keep in touch with us on social media at Ticket to Anywhere Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Ticket to Anywhere Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And hit subscribe to follow our visual podcast on YouTube. All right, we have Chantel. Chantel, not Chantel. (laughs) (laughs) From the Voyaging Vagabond. Chantel, I want to say one of my favorite captions of yours was when you said, you know what my favorite middle finger to society is? Dot, dot, dot. Knowing how damn sexy I am. That's yes. when I was like, oh, let me know who this girl is. <laughs> yes. Tell us more of who you are. How did the Voyaging Vagabond come to life? Yes. Um, so like you said, my name is Chantel and uh, I created the travel blog Voyaging Vagabond back in 2015. And in the beginning, it was just like I wanted I had looked into a ton of different travel blogs while I was traveling. And so I wanted to like give back to the travel community by creating my own blog based off of experiences that I had had. Um, but as most people who start a blog realize, like one, it's way harder than you think it is. And not everyone's just going to read your stuff magically. <laughs> and two, like I kept trying to be like every other person that was successful within the travel industry. Mm-hmm. And that just wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I decided to speak about my own narratives as a plus size woman and LGBT woman traveling the world that I realized like how much that narrative was missing within the travel industry. Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, I, I watched a video and I, so I, I, when I travel, I use a 43 liter backpack. And in the beginning I was like trying to get like tips on how to pack and like how to do packing, cu- how to use packing cubes. And I remember I watched this girl's video and she was like, yeah, so you can pack as many bikinis as you want. Cause they're super small. And I'm looking at my one top bikini and like the bra <laughs> size alone is like this big. And I was like, um, I could get like two bathing suits in here. <laughs> and so I was like, that's a problem. Like I can't find perspe- like my perspective within the industry. Mm-hmm. And so I need to change that. And so yes. I started being more open and being more vocal and like speaking from my own perspective so that there could be that narrative within the travel industry. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Because like when I started... Yeah, when I started 2016, like nobody was talking about plus size travel. Nobody. Yeah, you you created that or that space. You gave others permission to start talking about it. And so when you started, you were straight up just like like travel is a niche, but like niching down within that, you were just like straight up travel. You didn't even think like, oh, I want to be like, you know, plus size queer storytelling. I was just like. 
backpack. I was like, how to how to travel through London on a shoestring, like as if a million people haven't already written that article. Cause like I, I didn't know going into the industry, like kind of what to expect from blogging. So I just like yeah. wrote about things that I thought people wanted to read about. I wrote about the things that other people were already writing about because they were successful. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. well, if, they, if they're successful, this is the way that I need to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped trying to be successful and decided to be relatable instead. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You're so comfortable in your own skin. And I know you've answered this question before because you did a Q&A on your stories and people mm-hmm. asked you, like, how do I gain that confidence? Um, but for our listeners here, like, bless us with your confidence and how we could just walk up to a mirror and just be like, bam, this is me and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's funny now because like now now there's like a big body positivity community. There's a lot mm-hmm. of plus size creators within the travel industry and like there's like controversy on whether or not like we want to be considered confident as plus size people because like a lot the issue is is a lot of people will say you know like just because I'm plus size and because I'm comfortable enough with my body like I shouldn't be praised for being confident for just existing but for me I I genuinely think that confidence comes down to an issue with everybody whether you're plus size whether you're straight size like I have straight size friends that are like damn Chantel like how, how do I, how do I do what you do? Like, mm-hmm. cause you know, you put mm-hmm. a camera in front of me and I'm like, uh, uh, mm, <laughs> yeah, girl, mm, your Instagram mm-hmm. shows hit it. it. Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm feeling myself all the time. And what I find is that like confidence is just like an overall problem with everybody. And it's really, it really comes down to just like having the tenacity and the grit to go against every society standard that has been ingrained in you since the time you were born and like having the ability and the strength to just go against all of that and say, no, I don't want to spend my entire life hating myself because I look a certain way or because I think my arm's too fat or like my waist is too big. Like, oh my God, there's better things to worry about in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I think once you have the strength to kind of like overcome this idea that there's always so- going to be something wrong with you and look at it like, you know, I might not need to love my body, but I just want to accept it. And I just want to stop speaking terribly to myself internally and saying that like all of these things are awful about me. And I think once you do that, then like anybody can gain confidence in themselves Mm -hmm. if you're just willing to love yourself a little bit more. Yes. And I feel like it's, um, it doesn't come or it doesn't happen overnight. It has to be little by little, like start with your pinky finger, like pinky finger. You're (laughs) awesome. You do a lot for me or like your thumb because I don't think we can operate without our thumbs very well, right? We can't do the same things. We can't pick things up, right? Mm -hmm. So like sometimes it's like focus on what that body part can do for you. Yeah, I actually, so Annette Richmond who runs Fat Girls Traveling is a really good Mm -hmm. friend of mine. And we worked on a program together a few years ago and we were filming and she had us do this exercise where we took the things that we typically criticize about ourselves and write what we loved about them. So Mm -hmm. like, for instance, a lot of plus size women will be self-conscious about their arms. They're scared that their arms are too big and, you know, they'll like shy away in pictures. And she was like, why do I hate my arms? My arms give the best hugs. And like, that line still sticks with me to this day like shout out to Annette like that really like genuinely like and it's just changing the way that you talk to yourself Mm. changing the way that you criticize and rather than like criticizing being like you know 
I, I, instead of saying, I hate my stomach, why don't you say like, I love my stomach for stretching and keeping up with the life that I've been living. And, you know, be, I'm thankful for my skin for being able to change and form to whatever I put it through. Mm-hmm. Like your body's such an incredible thing and it sh- it's not meant to be hated. It Absolutely. is. It's like, we're able body. It's a privilege for oh, us yeah. to be able to totally. Move. So I feel you on that. Yeah. And I like people underestimate that. that. Yeah. I think about that too. When, you know, able-bodied, it's like, wait, I can't do push-ups, but I can do like a few, you know, yeah. like I can't pull up, but like I have my arms. Yeah. Like all these yeah. things. I struggle with that a lot. I think I go back and forth between that a lot. And so even being, cause I guess I'm, there's a new category out there called midsize, <laughs> which I fall into, but you know, Chantel, I fall, I, I have the same doubt sometimes when I'm packing and I'm like, this doesn't fit into my Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why doesn't it fit? And I'm like, oh my God, it's too much material. And then I start like, oh my God, that's because of the size of my body, you know? But um, I don't know. It's like a flex now being like in this in between where like there's, there's a category now for this. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of yeah. cool. Like now I feel like I'm being spoken to. So we appreciate that you so far, you know, so long ago started that before it be- even became a thing, like before body positivity was, was big and, you know, being plus size was big. So you like yeah. forage that path. <laughs> oh, guys, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel that you talk about like what in your content, you know, um, in your socials, do you feel that you talk about being like plus size more or queer more? Or is it really, truly like together? Like that's the niche is together. Okay. It's definitely plus size more mm-hmm. because like, so my wife, I, I keep wanting to say my girlfriend, but we just recently got married. So it's so weird to be like, my wife, like she put a ring on it. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like I've been with my wife now for te- almost 10 years. Oh so for me, like it's just so ingrained into my everyday life that I forget that like I have to talk about it. Like I forget <laughs> that like I have to like address like the queer size but because for me it's just life like you know like it's just existing Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. with my partner like I don't even give a second thought and again it's a level of privilege to not have to give a second thought about being with my significant other who is a who, who does identify as a woman but uh that being said I definitely do talk about my plus size side more for me it's just um it's just something that really resonates with me. I, I spent years hating myself and my internal voice. It was a monster and there's still days that I struggle with it. And so for me, I know firsthand like how deeply somebody can hate themselves. And I really, I genuinely do have a problem with that. And I really do just want to like change that side of society because it's so damaging and it's, it's generations deep and it's a cycle that like desperately needs me to come in like the Kool-Aid man and just like smash that cycle <laughs> and be like, we're not doing this anymore. We're over it. <laughs> and so like, I, I, I definitely do find myself talking about my plus size side more, but you know, my queer side, I just want to live. And I just want to like show people like me living in, bliss with my girlfriend with my my see my girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) my wife got promoted Um, to wifey yeah (laughs) yeah I just try to like show like it's very much so ingrained into my everyday life so that Mm -hmm. like it doesn't have to be a thing that you you know know. that's that's so interesting because I find that same parallel being an Asian woman 
I've never really gotten, and I've, I can't remember why I just said this before, but I haven't gotten too much flack. And I grew up in a very like conservative, mostly white town. So even growing okay. up, I didn't get a much flack from like being Asian, but being a woman is almost a cause that I like stand up for like louder and prouder. And I talk about yeah. that more because I've been marginalized just as a woman, but not really not yeah. so much as an Asian. So it's interesting where I see the, you're like, this is just me existing, being in love with my yeah. wife. Like, this is normal. This is 10 years. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I've been Asian my whole life. Like, I, and like, like you, you don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's something I have to talk about. I thought that was just me. Like, I thought me <laughs> just being here was us already talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's true. And I, I, I do try to be like conscious of kind of changing the narrative behind queer travel mm -hmm. because so often you'll see like 10 countries to avoid as an LGBT traveler. And I'm like, why am I going to scare like, people? Sca like yeah, I was just, you don't want to scare <laughs> like, people. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, Steph and I have traveled to so many countries together mm -hmm. and, you know, we are lucky that like we are passing and, you know, it's, we're not two men that are holding hands and our experience is different. And I do recognize that, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like, I just want to change this narrative that like people should be fearful because of their sexuality to travel. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, yes, those countries might exist, but there are still plenty of other places that you can go to. Oh yeah. How, how is Portugal? Are they friendly? Like LGBT oh, friendly there? They love the gays. They love oh. the gays. It's great. <laughs> Everyone's super accepting Portugal. I don't, you might need to fact check me on this, but as far as I know, Portugal was actually one of the first countries in the EU to accept same-sex marriages, oh. um, like same-sex marriages, same-sex adoption is all very legal here. Even when Steph and I got married, we got married in the States and then planned to come back to Portugal. And we had to register our marriage at the Portuguese consulate, which was oh. in Providence, Rhode Island. And we went and, you know, I grew up with Portuguese immigrants that like came from the old country and, you know, growing up, it was very like, oh, you can't be gay. You can't be tattooed. You can't be pierced. And now I'm all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like, of course, my parents have changed with the times, but it, it was still like that mentality that I grew up with. So I was really nervous going to the consulate to like be like, I'm here to register my marriage with a woman. And the man that helped us was like, I'm so happy that you guys found love. It's so great when we can find someone we want to be with for the rest of our lives. At one point, he was like, love is like a car. And I was like, oh, God, this is about to be the most Portuguese <laughs> metaphor ever. And it was. Love and he like was like, car. yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, you know, it's like that thing, exhaust. And I was like, <laughs> okay, where are we going with this? And, and he was like, um, you can't, you can't hold things in. Like if you feel something, always talk about it or else the, the exhaust will break. And I was like, oh my God, bless this Portuguese man right now with his car love metaphor. <laughs> so like, it's, it's really cool to like, even see someone in like a high up position to just, he even at one point was like, I have a three-year-old daughter and all I want is for her to find happiness and to be loved by someone. He's like, it doesn't matter who. And so just mm -hmm. to hear that for like, even from like a cultural standpoint in the way that I grew up, it was like, what? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. that's how you guys are feeling. That's amazing. Yeah. And so it's, it's really welcoming here. It's, re it's a great LGBTQ destination. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I know. I keep telling Chantel. So Chantel and I know each other from Nomadic Network. I've yep, hosted yep. some of your events. We love you as a repeat speaker there. 
So, but this audience may not know, you know, that we met through there and you are literally like our Portuguese guru. So can you tell us a little bit about like how you fell in love with it, how you got there? Yeah. Um, so I love that I'm considered the Portuguese guru. I swear you my truly mom's are. so proud when she is that. <laughs> my mom's like probably beaming in Rhode Island right now. Like her like senses are going off. Um, but no, like I, like I mentioned, both of my parents immigrated from the uh, from Portugal to the United States, uh, my parents left because of the fascist regime that was the, the dictatorship in Portugal at the time. Uh, there was really no opportunity over there, so they decided to come to America. And so I grew up in like this strange American Portuguese hybrid culture, where like my parents still very much so loved the culture, like. They belong to the Portuguese social club. I did traditional Portuguese Aww. folklore dancing as a kid. That's amazing. Um, oh yeah, girl, I still got the steps. I whip them out sometimes <laughs> if I have enough wine. Um, and so for me, you know, Portugal was always just like a very special place. And then when I was nine, it was the first international destination that I went to. So we went back to the island that my mom was from and it completely changed every single thing my little nine-year-old brain had in there because all I knew was Rhode Island. All I knew was America. And then to go somewhere like this tropical island in Portugal. And I was like, whoa, this is what the rest of the world looks like. And then like ever since then, I was like, oh no, I'm getting out. Like I'm going, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I love you guys so much. I'm sorry. I'm not going to move down the street from you, but like, I need to leave. <laughs> and so I just um, decided to check out Portugal a few times, like growing up, like popping over to see family. And then once I was old enough, I came and visited on my own. And then my parents were like, hey, you know, the opportunity's there if you want to get citizenship. And I was like, oh, you mean the golden ticket? Yes, please get me yeah. out of America. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> How much do I have to pay? Like, please just tell me. And so I've had my citizenship for a few years. And then about a year ago, I took the plunge and decided to move out here long term. So it's been like a little over a year now. This was during the pandemic that you moved over? Okay, well, I did not plan that intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, peace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, we went, we went uh, December. So Steph and I went 2019 in December. And then Steph was planning to stay for three months because at the time that's as much as her U.S. passport would allow for her without a visa. And then I was going to do some traveling after she left after the three months. And then I was going to come back to the States. And then Steph left on a Tuesday. The country shut down that next week because of the pandemic. And it was like two week quarantine that turned into three months. Oh, and man. it was interesting to see how Portugal was handling the pandemic and how America was handling the pandemic. And I was like, I called Steph and I was like, honestly, one, financially, it's smarter for me to stay here. And two, like... Y'all look in a hot mess. Like, why are you fighting over to toilet paper <laughs> in the middle of the aisle? Like, I am not coming home to that. And so I decided to stay. And, you know, it was always like, oh, well, Steph's going to come in a few months. Like, once the quarantine's over, she'll be able to go. And then it was like June, July, August, September. And then eventually I was like, yeah, I don't think she's going to be able to come. So maybe I have to go back. So I like I just recently went back to the States for a few months. And now we're back, back in Portugal for long term. Yay. That's mm -hmm. so good. Represent it, girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. PT, for, PT forever. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like one of my top, isn't it? One of yours, Trizzy? Like one of your top places to go, or was that someone else? I think I that know, was you, my... but when you talked about Definitely it, me. I was like, oh, I want to go now. Yeah. Because yeah, you want to do come, the trail. Yeah, I do want to do the, yeah, I want to do the Portuguese Camino, but then I'm like, I think it's beautiful. I hear that too, but I wanted to do it because I'm like, okay, I hear it's more naturey, but and it's less, a little less crowded than the Spanish Camino, right? The one, the very yeah. popular one. But then I'm yeah. like, well, do I want that for safety reasons? You know, I'm so far away from this, but like, <laughs> honestly, like, I feel so safe in Portugal. Like, even like my girlfriends and I were walking home at like. 11 o'clock at night last night and like not once was I like nervous about Mm -hmm. something happening like in terms of like safety like being able to just like walk and not have to stress about that like that's definitely the case here like I feel super safe okay all right gotta get the knee surgery gotta get the knee fixed first and then (laughs) I want the Camino to be like my um you know, like, oh, I can do it. Oh, going back to body positivity. I'm like, I'm strong. I'm, my knee is fixed. This is my celebration. I'm going to hike five weeks on this Camino yes, and prove so that like my knee is fixed. Yeah. I've yes. had a lifetime of knee problems. So <laughs> even that hinders me sometimes. Cause I, I just feel like I'm weaker. Like I tell myself, oh, my knee is broken. So I can't do that. Like I talk myself into doing, not doing things. Right. Yeah, of course. So. It's, it's, it's just like, it's just your brain trying to find control when you don't really have control in a situation. Mm-hmm. And like, rather than just accepting that, like, you can't control it. And like, yes, like your knee might not be at full strength, but like, you don't have to control that. There's still so many other things you can do and your yes. knees are still helping you walk every single day. So like, at 100%. least there's that. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Chantelle, I think about that too all the time. Cause I'm like, girl, <laughs> like at, you are walking, like, at least yeah at least I can have the basic daily like functions of like walking getting up etc it's just you know I can't play tennis or basketball but like how many of us are actually doing that <laughs> I'm like I'm not a pro basketball or tennis player yeah Tracy needs like me feel like Michael Jordan dreams ruined I know dang it <laughs> It's okay. Trizzy will live out my WNBA dreams for me. Yeah, I got you. Perfect, I'm working perfect. on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> so I see, I, I see on your blog, I love like these, well, when I was looking through it, I saw like some LGBTQ guides and then mm-hmm. some uh, plus size guides. Like, how do you feel that that does? Does that resonate with people? Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm trying to like dive into the world of reels, which is like video content is like mm-hmm. extremely intimidating for me despite my personality everyone's like you have a great personality for video and I'm like yeah but then I like get on camera and I do like too many finger guns and like my <laughs> Girl, cool that's how I started just- off this presentation she's like we have Chantel here and I was like <laughs> yeah like my like, cool factor just goes out the window so like I'm sitting on a ton of different video content that I'm just like accepting that like I just need to put out there mm-hmm. so I'm really looking forward to that like I would love to put more onto my YouTube channel and then my my plus size articles are honestly my best performing articles like um I have like I have packing tips from a plus size woman and travel tips from a plus size woman and both of those always are like top of the list every single month and it just goes to show that like there's such a large community that is like desperately seeking this information Mm. and like if I can continue to put myself out there and like offer this insight that I've gathered after all of these years of traveling, then like, that's all I want to do. Like, I'm just, 
let's get these plus size people on planes let's get yeah. them believing in themselves and let's get them on the beach like that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah. Yes. <laughs> so so with that being said besides like your own resources that you put out there are there any like apps or sites or like things t- hot tips that you do that like help you as like a plus size traveler like what what things can you share with you know the audience that might that you've found useful and helpful yeah so a good friend of mine actually runs this um this website slash app it's called wild fat so it's essentially a trip advisor but for plus size people so it it covers different locations like different tours um different tourist attractions and basically rates how plus size friendly it is Mm -hmm. um it's a fantastic resource my friend amanda created it with her husband and it's just really helpful like if if you are wondering like am i going to fit in the rides at disney like then you can you can look at that. There's also uh, the fat girls traveling community is like my go-to, like the women in that, that group are just absolutely incredible. Like every time I have a question, they're just so empowering and so helpful. And it's really nice to see that like my narrative isn't the only one. And that we do share like a lot of the experience that we have, like kind of run parallel to each other. And uh, so definitely the plus size traveling community, definitely while fat, um, Jeff, who I saw was a guest not yes. too long ago, runs Chubby oh, Diaries. Also, great. really great Love website, full of fantastic information. Isn't he just a ball of light? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you both are. To be yeah, honest, we're are. lucky to interview like one after the other. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, Jeff and I. Jeff and I are good friends, and like whenever we get together, it's just a lot of positivity in the room. It's like too much, too much. <laughs> like people, people are like, oh God, tone it down. <laughs> But no, again, another great creator within this community that is putting out really helpful information for people. And then there's a ton of different creators now, mm-hmm. which is great. It, it's, it's so crazy to say that because when mm-hmm. I first started talking about, there was like four or five people that were really talking about. Now there's so many. Mm-hmm. And so it's great to be able to go on social media and like follow all of these different creators within the industry. So there's a lot of different resources out there. Also, Chrissy Leanne writes um for plus size travel too which is another travel blog that's focused uh for plus size readers that offers a lot of different insight and a lot of different experiences for different tourist attractions or locations so the material's out there and it's it's it feels really great to be able to say that oh that's so good yeah because even i mean these resources are needed because there's some like excursions like if you're over x amount of weight like they either won't let you go on it or they'll have to like adjust whatever it is, like whether it's zip lining or indoor skydiving. Like there was at one point where they're like, hmm, we need to change the straps for me. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, this was a while ago, but, um, but yeah, so definitely keep doing your thing, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I went to water country with my nephew a few years ago mm-hmm. and they have this thing at the top that you step on and it either gives you a green light or a red light. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> this is traumatizing. If you're red, can you not go down it? No, it means you've gone past the weight limit and you cannot go down the slide, which like, first off, I just waited 45 minutes in this line. Yeah. And now you're going to tell me that that's not an option. Um, right. But yeah, so like, that would be something that I would mention to people if they were considering yeah. like, because that can be really triggering for a lot of people, like even for mm-hmm. myself, who's like, pretty confident in her body. But like, I still was like, damn, this is awkward. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta like do it in front of everyone too. It's like, come on. 
<laughs> and what, what if it's red? I have to like walk down what? the stairs. That's what in I'm front thinking. I'm like, wait, isn't it a water slide? Can't you just like, don't you just get down a little like faster or something? You know, I don't know. Like, can I just accidentally trip and like take the water slide down? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Please do that next time. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> And then what if your nephew is like so young that you can't, that he can't go down by himself? Yeah, he's got, he's, he's going to trip too. (laughs) (laughs) We're going down together. I hold his hand. We are in this together. That's so weird. I don't, I have no idea how that happened. Yeah. You're like, all right, on the count of three, we're going to trip, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, amazing. That was a funny one. Um, So when we go off on a, to a new country or a new city, like I feel out of my bubble all the time. Do you ever feel that way on new adventures? Yes, I, I definitely, I definitely do feel that also because like my style is very much so like, I don't give a blank. And so I just like wear what I'm comfortable in. I wear what makes me feel good. And Mm. most often that's like a lot of crop tops. Mm. And so like, there are some countries that I've been to, even in Portugal, like the old ladies will stare at like this tiny sliver of stomach that I'm showing. And they're like, (laughs) <laughs> and I'm that's like, a generational thing though yeah. like anywhere facts. in the world that's a generational thing yeah <laughs> facts um and so like you know something like that you like you notice in certain countries like when I was in Thailand like I definitely got a, a few more extra looks for being mm-hmm. a plus size woman uh but again like it, the beautiful thing is once you get to a point where like you are comfortable with yourself like that really doesn't matter like I see them and pe- even my friends will be like, oh, these people are looking. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice. And mm-hmm. like, it, it's just it's just really good to have. Um, but I mean, I still get a little bit out of my comfort zone when I travel sometimes. But that's the beauty of traveling is to get out of our, our comfort zone. Yes. That's an Asian thing. Like, I've noticed that a lot when I go to like the, the Asian countries. They stare. The stairs. It's the same in like it's Latin constant. America, anywhere, Central South America. It's, Yeah. I just mm. think it's like cultural, right? Right. And I'm like, I'm like, what of you guys? Why are you staring at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the heck, man? I don't know. They can, <laughs> they can spot an American two miles yeah. away. So that's, that's true. They can. They're like, You're a fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are not one of us. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think it's time to get into our T2A Q2A, which is the ticket to anywhere quick to answer segment. <laughs> a little rapid fire going on for you. Four harmless questions in the oh, first oh, one. On. <laughs> Why do you travel? Why do I travel? Uh, I travel because the world is too big to just stay in one place. Um, I travel because it helps me find myself. I travel because it helps me learn how to be a kinder person. It's taught me compassion. It's taught me empathy. It's taught me patience. It's taught me acceptance. It's taught and it's it's connected me to some of the best people in my life. It's it's made me realize how capable I am, not only as a woman, not only as a plus size woman, not only as a gay woman, but it has just taught me so much about myself. And then not only that, but I travel because 
I told myself I couldn't for a long time. I told myself I had to be skinny before I could do all these things. I told myself that I could not exist as my best self until I was skinny. And then I realized, damn, ain't nobody got time for that. Mm. And so (laughs) I decided to stop putting my life on hold and just going for it. And that's, that's why I travel. I absolutely love to travel and I love to experience new cultures and to meet new people. And, you know, to think that there was a time that I held myself back from that really does feel crazy. And I don't want to do that anymore. So that's why I do it. Yeah, girl. Amen. <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right. Do you have any rituals or routines when you get to a new city or a new place? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I unfortunately got robbed in October and like woke up and all of my things were gone. And so now one of my rituals is I unpack everything. Mm -hmm. So like, I hate it because I'm like, I just want to go outside and walk around, Mm -hmm. but now like just for like my own personal safety and like, Mm -hmm. just like a little reassurance for myself. Like I, I put everything away. I like lock up my valuables, Mm -hmm. um, which like is like a new thing I've started to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it it just helps keep me a little safer. It gives me a little bit of peace of mind. So I just Mm -hmm. accept that. Absolutely. That's a good one though. Kind of helps you feel settled even for a few days. Like here I am. Right. I'm present. Yeah. Yeah. And like people like, like exactly what Trizzy did. People are always like, Oh, I'm so sorry that happened. And like, yeah, it sucked. But at the same time, like it's helped me become so much stronger and like Mm -hmm. being able to like deal with that loss and just accept it. And like, it, it's good now. Sure. <laughs> like, it's well, we are so glad time. you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but That's now it's important great. Now, yeah. Now it's taught me a lot, a lot more about myself. So I'll take it as a lesson. Awesome. Awesome. All right. What items do you absolutely need with you on your trips? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. I mean, like, I feel like I should go practical where I'm like external battery, extra memory cards. Hey, um, that's important. <laughs> but like, I always travel with a bag of gummy bears, like Ooh. always, always like a that. bag of Haribos like in my bag. Like looking over, I can already see three packs of gummy bears just like <laughs> sprinkled around my apartment. Um, so yes, always gummy bears, always a speaker, always a book, always a book. Nice. nice. I Beautiful. love that. All right. So last thing, tell us what your next trip is and where everyone can find you, Chantel. All right, no big trips. I just got back to Portugal and I never mm. want to leave for the rest of my life. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but right now I'm very happy with being here. Um, I'm okay with not rushing to get anywhere new. I'm very content here. And then where you can find me. So like you guys have already mentioned, my blog is voyagingvagabond.com. You can find me on Instagram where I'm definitely most active. It's voyaging underscore vagabond. And then I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and all that good stuff. You're the best. And you can find yeah. me on this podcast. So check out this podcast. Heck yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Chantel. Thank you, Chantel. Again. You're the best. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Honestly, and- guys. Thank you. Oh. You guys be safe out in Portugal. Have fun. Yes. Enjoy your surrounding. Enjoy the married life. Congrats on that. Yes. Love wins, yes. y'all. Please come Love visit. Wins. Please come visit soon, oh, guys. We'll be oh, there, girl. Open. Get over here. Yes. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Don't forget, we are on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you loved this episode, 
please leave us a five-star review, subscribe, follow us on any podcast platform and YouTube so you never miss an episode drop. 